Hey, it's Remy and welcome to the Pen to Page podcast. Today is the part two to the last episode I did on the GCSE and A-level results scandal and I'll be discussing the way the government haphazardly organised this and the issues that this situation has uncovered about the current UK education system. I definitely think that it was really important that I gave a timeline of everything that happened for anyone who's listening who maybe isn't so aware of like all the details but I also see the value in pointing out what happened and making sure that it's clear that this isn't right and that something needs to change. To keep up to date with the podcast, make sure to follow at pen to page podcast on Instagram and feel free to give me any episode ideas or general feedback. I really appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. First, let's get into the book recommendation and the productivity tip for this episode. So my book recommendation for this episode is Misery by Stephen King. So this is my first Stephen King read um, and I really, really enjoyed this book. So I guess to give a synopsis without giving anything away, this man called Paul Sheldon is driving and he crashes his car um, and this lady called Annie saves him um, and he's an author and she claims to be his number one fan. She takes him back to her house to look after him since there aren't many hospitals nearby and it really uncovers from there and it's so interesting. Both of the characters are so developed and really fascinating to read about. And I really enjoyed the writing style actually as well. I have tried reading this before and I found it really hard to get into the writing. But after getting through that first little bit, I really was so immersed in this story. Just a warning, it is full of like torture and it's pretty gruesome. So if you're not into that kind of thing, would definitely skip this one. So if you're up for reading King and like you're not sure where to start, I would definitely say this book. Obviously, this is also the only book that I've read by him, um, but I do have others that I plan on reading in the future. So I guess I'll keep you updated about that as well. But yeah, would highly, highly recommend. So my productivity tip for this episode is scheduling. So personally, I can't do a strict schedule. So minute by minute or even hour by hour, like I find it very hard to do. But I would say this is something which can really boost your productivity if you find the right way to do it for you. So there are lots of different methods. So like some include just adding times to your to do list. So whether that's the time that like you want to do a task or or how long a task will take to complete. Um, You could do like a general outline. So kind of a brief like morning. I want to do this afternoon. I want to do this. Once again, you could do a strict one. Um, it really just depends um, and I would definitely recommend trying out lots of different types. The key thing about this is choosing your priorities in your to-do list and the tasks that you do daily and what you really care about and what things you always need to fit in and which things could slide or be pushed ahead and it's also worth experimenting whether you want to do it digitally or on paper. Um, I definitely do a mix. I do find it more satisfying like highlighting a completed task on paper but obviously digital is better for the environment but also if you do want to do paper I would recommend using some scrap paper so that's what I do. Definitely use that for to-do lists. So basically guys save your scrap paper and just try out with scheduling. It can really change how much you get done in a day and how satisfied you feel after finishing your tasks and stuff like that. So yeah I would 100% recommend this one. So just a quick disclaimer before we start, um, I completely understand that the whole pandemic it was a very unexpected situation and it was difficult for the government to actually make a decision on what to happen. Like I fully understand that it's, it is hard to plan obviously um, and like to make it fair. So I'm not completely blaming them 100%. 
I'm not trying to, to demonize them considering what's going on in the world right now. There are bigger issues like the pandemic, but, but I think these issues are important to bring up uh, for change and improvement in the future. But yeah, I'm not being completely insensitive to what's going on right now. So the first main point I'm going to speak about is the government's need for grade boundaries and to keep grades consistent every single year. So if you didn't know, in the UK, I don't really know how this differs from uh, other countries and stuff like that, but basically grade boundaries are the number of marks that you need to achieve a particular grade. And these change every year to ensure that the same number of people get the same grade, if that makes sense. So for example, if there was 100 people in the whole year, nationwide they'd be like so we want five people to get a nine ten people to get an eight twenty people to get a seven for example i don't see why they need the same number of people to get the same grades when surely there should show like actual differentiation in like the number of people getting particular grades by like the year group so if a year group is better than another they will have more higher grades and i don't see why the government needs there to be only like a particular number of people and it seems that because they wanted grades to be fair to last year, they wanted this kind of keeping grades consistent when obviously GCSE and A-level students this year have had to deal with a pandemic and not having exams and having so much uncertainty when last year's students taking exams didn't have that. So I don't see why they were so desperate for grades to be the same. And I think they were just very inconsiderate about what we've had to go through as year groups this year, really. And we work so hard for our exams and it seems like they don't really appreciate that. The next point is that Scotland's solution could have been done in England earlier, but it wasn't because of the pride of the government and Gavin Williamson, who is the Secretary of State of Education. So the big issue is that people in Scotland got their results um, a couple of weeks before us and after so many people got grades lowered, the Scottish government eventually decided that uh, they were going to make a lot of grades higher and make it more fair. Um, I think it was the same like teacher assessed grades. And then after that, when like the government were kind of questioned about it, they said that there was not going to be a U-turn and that they weren't going to follow Scotland. But it doesn't really make sense because if they were going to go through the same kind of standardisation where I said in the last episode that they would line up rankings, I don't see why they couldn't see that it would end up having the same issue of people not getting fair grades. So it's definitely not fair and I don't see how they couldn't see that issue because these changes were made I'm pretty sure on the 17th of August, which was three days before GCSE results day and four days after A-level results day. So lots of people had loads of issues because the government couldn't come to that good decision earlier. So, so it's really frustrating because if they had used Scotland's solution in the first place, there wouldn't have been all of these issues after results days. So the third point is, which I've just covered a bit then, is that there is just too much uncertainty for students and there was a clear lack of confidence from the government and honestly they had five months. I do understand obviously they would have been dealing with other stuff in, in the pandemic, keeping an eye on lockdown and stuff like that, but they had from, I would say, the end of March to July to make a firm decision and they didn't and I guess they gave us hope at the beginning giving teacher grades well asking schools for center assessed grades but at the end of the day they didn't trust teachers enough obviously teachers predicted highly but that every single year some people's grades will go down because they don't perform as well in the exam like that's just inevitable so they will go below their predictions it's very upsetting that they didn't trust teachers enough 
but also it gave us so much uncertainty up until literally days before my results day and it was very stressful and I think they don't really consider that we do actually work so hard on these qualifications and that our grades are really important and they also preach that and and when I say they I mean the government. The next point is that students weren't viewed as individuals but just numbers on a spreadsheet so there wasn't priority to giving fair grades and really as I've said before no understanding of the amount of time students have to give to school and their grades because um, as a GCSE student looking in retrospect GCSEs are not so challenging that they're impossible but they are very much time consuming um, because it is so important to revise and to be prepared and when you have 9, 10, 11, even 12 subjects to balance, it's really difficult. Obviously, the adults who are currently in the House of Commons would have had, I guess, a different type of education to us, not like hugely different, but in ways. And these numbers that we were meant to be given are so important for our future. And them not prioritising that really showed on their part. The next point is the sheer classism of the standardisation system. So if you are from a more privileged area or privileged background, you are more likely to get a better grade. And that's really upsetting because um, I come from a working class family. And I know that my background doesn't determine my grades. It doesn't determine my intelligence. So I really struggle with the concept that they think there's an actual correlation between if you're from a better area, you, you will do better. And it's just not fair. Um, I don't really need to expand on this one. It's just obvious. And there were less private school students getting their grades lowered, which clearly also reflects on that classism. And the final point is that there's still too much reliance on exams. So I've been thinking about this and if there was coursework, we would have been able to do that and we would have got grades which actually reflected the work that we did, whereas they had to cancel exams because it'd be very hard to run them considering a global pandemic was going on. So clearly it could have been a much simpler situation. We would have been guaranteed fairer grades and and if we had to be at home, we could have done our coursework at home, whereas... Um, like I know that some some universities had to do online exams last year and that's really difficult and the general consensus from that is that they weren't very good and that they weren't very helpful uh, lots of people had open book exams which ultimately defeats the point it really highlights the faults of exams and that obviously no one was expecting a global pandemic but this is the fourth year of the nine to one system and it has already had its major issue. I know that that wouldn't have necessarily happened if the pandemic hadn't. For example, there are more stats about increased mental health problems related to school and similar things like I did a speech on mental health and the education system linked. And having the exams and this short-term learning is such a huge part of that and and if we had done coursework it would have been part of the long-term work for the overall project. I think there are definitely so many ways that we can reform um, and hopefully that's going to be the next episode. So hopefully I will get caught up on discussion episodes soon and they will all be out for you guys. So yes, that's all my points. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that it's got you thinking about all of these points which need to be changed within the government and the education system and what hopefully eventually we can do as young people and make those changes if you have any feedback on this episode or the podcast in general please let me know on the podcast instagram i hope you have an amazing day bye